This is Neon Radio, episode 104, with Mark Vanderheiden. Welcome to Neon Radio. I'm your host, Nick Onkin, fashion and lifestyle photographer for today's top brands, performers, and game changers. On this podcast, we explore the body, mind, and soul of the creative entrepreneur, bringing you inspiring guests to help take your creativity, business, and life to the next level. What is up, everyone? Welcome to this week's episode of Neon Radio. I'm your host, Nick Onkin. This week's episode will be a neon highlight, and I want to introduce you to a friend of mine who I met in Antarctica last year, and he was doing a really, really cool project called The Backpacker Intern. His name is Mark Vanderheiden. He basically traveled around the world for a year and a half over across all continents and countries by trading his copywriting skills for room and board and travel. He got to see so many places. He's had so many stories and he's done a TED talk. He's done all kinds of talks around the world. He was featured in Adweek and many other places from this project. So if you're a creative wanting to learn about how to travel more and utilize your skills in that process, he is one to talk to. He has actually started a new company called Wander Brief. And it is exactly that. So if you want to check it out, you can sign up on the site. We'll have it linked up in the show notes over at neonradio.com slash EP104. Such a great concept. I'm a huge advocate of travel as I believe that travel is the best form of education. And if you can trade your way, your skills or things that you have to offer to do so, it's a great experience and you can use that as a catalyst in your own creativity. In this episode, we actually learn how Mark came up with the idea, the backpacker in turn, the value of personal projects. And this goes to say it's so important across all creative fields is your own creative projects to help catalyze your commercial projects. We also learn about the importance of networking and Mark has some great tips on how to network like a backpacker. And we find out how Mark ended up in Antarctica where we met on the boat, which is a great story. We also talk about why you need to think less and do more. We also learn about how to stay positive Mark is a very positive person and it spreads everywhere and it attracts a lot of great things into his life. So with that, I introduce you to the one, the only Mr. Mark Vanderheiden. What is up everyone? Welcome to another episode. Actually, we are called Neon Radio now and I'm excited to have Mark Van. Hayden. <laughs> Vander Hayden. We met. He's straight from the Netherlands. And uh, we met in Antarctica last year, of all places. So I'm very excited to have him on the show and talk about his project, The Backpacker Intern, and what it has turned into because it's very amazing. I think you guys are going to love it. It's perfect for everyone listening here. So Mark, let's start by 
having you tell us what your project, the backpacker intern, what it is, what it was, and how you got started. Cool. Yeah. First of all, thanks for uh, this warm welcome after our uh, ice cold uh, first meeting. Absolutely. <laughs> <in Antarctica. laughs> Who meets in Antarctica? I mean, that's just crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. Cool. So I used to work in advertising as a copywriter, as a creative uh, in Amsterdam. And about two and a half years ago, I decided to completely flip the script. So I quit my job, left my apartment, and I thought, you know, I want to travel the world. But I didn't want to stop building my career. So I kind of came up with an idea mm. to last longer and to you know keep building uh, on my portfolio. And that idea was called the Backpacker Intern. Yeah. And, uh, that's me. And the idea was that I was going to trade my skills for experience. So I wanted to see what it was like if you don't work for the money, but you know just to have international uh, experience. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, and in a way that idea got picked up by a lot of media in the first week and I got in just one week 750 job offers from all over the world. So it was a, it was a crazy start of, uh, of a, an amazing adventure. That's amazing, amazing. So a couple of questions here. How did you decide to quit your job and pursue a personal project? What, what was that, that process? Right, so I was always very intrigued by people who were doing personal projects and I saw that that always helped them to go to the next level in their career or in their lives. Mm -hmm. And I was doing some like small projects, like events and stuff like that. But I really felt like there is something bigger and, and, and you know, I got some uh, campaigns that got killed like, you know, three times in a row and it was like really frustrating because I really wanted to thrive. Like, you know, my friends were all winning awards and I was like, I want to do the same. <laughs> <laughs> so it was very career focused, but then I found out that if you actually do something just by yourself, mm. you're in full control and you can, you know, do whatever you want basically. And nobody's going to say this is wrong or this is right. They can say it, but I don't care. I'm just going to do what I think is a, is a good idea. And yeah. keep fighting for it. And, and that is actually, that changed my whole life. So That's amazing. And so you, it's obviously you've had a passion for travel from the beginning. True. And, and that kind of catalyzed this whole idea? Yeah, it was a mix. So like my biggest passions are travel and creativity, like, like you said. Yeah. Uh, and like yourself as well, I think. And um, so I kind of found a way to combine the two things that I love the most. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, I had no idea how it would evolve. I just went all in and I had no expectations and, and I think that's the best way to do it. Yeah. Did you have any fears or anything coming up to that point? Uh, a few. <laughs> <laughs> Especially my parents. They, they were not uh, big fans of uh, the whole uh, idea at first. But yeah. now they, you know, they're kind of my biggest fans, if you can say it in that way. Yeah. I, I know that they're... I've always been my biggest fans, but like they really enjoyed the fact that I did this whole project and met so many people. And uh, but I remember the moment when I uh, decided to do it, and I booked like an around the world ticket. It's like it was like seven destinations, mm -hmm. and the moment that I still remember, like okay, now I have to pay for it. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I took my credit card and I was about to like, you know, pass it on to the to the guy, and then. And I really thought, okay, now it's real. Like there's no way back. <laughs> so I felt nervous and then, you know, I paid for it. And then he gave me the ticket and it said, around the world ticket, Mark van der Heiden. And I was like, yeah, man, this is it. Like then I felt so good. Like now it's, I'm going in like all in. So yeah, that's amazing. That's <laughs> amazing. So what, you know, what kind of, you know, we talk about fears and, and different things. Cause I know that like jumping off that cliff is the hardest part into the world of entrepreneurship and what it, what did it take from you to to push through those fears and and just do it in the words of Nike? 
<laughs> nice one. <laughs> and then impossible is nothing. Would be a, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's like the world's best campaign, like impossible is nothing, just do it. Exactly. Um, I don't know, I never really had a lot of fear. I really live like in the moment and I'm just like, like as far as I know, we only live once. So I try to make mm -hmm. the most out of every moment. So I kind of, you know, I don't look back in the past. Of course I have memories like everyone and, and I don't look ahead too far in the future, but I really just, you know, what I'm doing right now, like I'm really, you know, enjoying this conversation and I'm aware that I'm here and talking to you. Mm -hmm. Instead of just, you know, looking at my phone or stuff like that. So I think if you just focus on one moment, the moment that you're in, then you don't have to think about all the fears. Like what could happen? Like, I don't know. I don't care. You know? I'm just going <laughs> to, I'm just going to do it. What I'm doing right now. Yeah. Um, so I think that that gives a lot of strength. Yeah. Did you have, did you have a, a certain amount of money saved up before you just went, quit your job and you know, ran off and <laughs> traveled, got bought your set of your around the world ticket. Yeah, I did. So I saved around like 10K in euros. Mm -hmm. um, and that was also kind of a backup. Like if some, <laughs> if everything goes to, to hell, then at least then I have some uh, something to come back. But I with that money, I traveled for one year. And then in between, I did some freelancing because it was so awesome that I wanted to keep going. Yeah. Um, so I ended up, you know, traveling the world for two years. And I worked at 32 companies in 27 countries and seven amazing. continents. Wow. And you know, the seventh was, uh, was where, where we met each other on Antarctica. Yeah. 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 Which was amazing. Cause we, we talked about doing something and now what, a year and a half later, we got to speak together last week at an accelerator, which was really awesome. Yeah, man. It was awesome. So, <laughs> how did you, when you quit and started, how did you get press around your project? Yeah, that's actually funny. Like I didn't even wrote a press release. So I basically created the whole brand and I made like a website, uh, social media channels. And I made a one minute video that kind of explains the idea. Mm -hmm. And I worked, I worked on it like, you know, a lot. So I made sure that I was super satisfied when I was about to launch it. But again, I had no like big intentions. I just wanted to do something cool for six months. But then I just posted the video on my own social media channels, just Facebook. And I have some friends in media, but I was not expecting this sort of <laughs> blow up. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I just asked, like, does anyone know anyone at a cool company abroad who can help me out with this project? And it was almost like an offer you cannot refuse because <laughs> I didn't ask for money. I wanted to work for free and yeah. I already had some work experience. So everybody started tagging everyone. And like in the first day, I already had like 30 companies emailing me through my own network and that just exploded and they it kept coming in like the whole time and <laughs> i still have like this whole batch of people emailing me but yeah yeah but i'm like my project is done so uh yeah now on to the next one <laughs> that's amazing so it's important to build your network and build your skills to do this to to move around and and create what you want yeah definitely i mean I think networking is key and I really enjoy it. I always love to talk to new people and even if it's like one minute and sometimes you talk with a stranger for three hours or, or five days, you know, yeah. you find this amazing sort of almost like a spiritual connection that you have the feeling that you know each other for, for years or for ages. And, um, and I think it's, it's just such a positive thing that you can always help somebody and then, you know, in a way it will come back to you in any mm -hmm. way. It doesn't even matter. And I like that. Yeah. I like that. Any any networking tips that you've got yeah. since you've been all around the world and you know so many people now? <laughs> um, yeah, I have a few. I think uh, if I would, like one sentence, which is a bit like based on my project, is network like a backpacker. Because mm. I think a lot of people, 
you know, maybe they're sometimes afraid to step up to somebody or they're like, I don't know what to say if I'm at a networking event or they already hate the word networking event. <laughs> In a way, I also think that's not like the best way to, uh, you know, to see it. But basically, it's just talking to people and it doesn't matter what, what, what you're going to talk about. And you can always just ask a question or and once you start the conversation, then it will naturally evolve. And if you don't like the person or the person doesn't like you, then just move on and, you know, go to the next one. Yeah. And then just really briefly say what you're doing, like in one minute, like elevator pitch and always connect on social. Like uh, mm. you can give cards, but I usually say like, hey, can we connect on LinkedIn or on Facebook? Like whatever they prefer or whatever feels good for you. Mm-hmm. Because that's the beauty of our the time we're living in. We can always connect with everyone. Like I'm sitting here because we, you know, got in, stayed in touch on WhatsApp and Facebook. And yeah, if you're in a new city, like I always post where I am. So all my friends who are in that city, always say, oh, cool, man, you should meet up and you should meet this guy and you should meet up with her. And it's, so that's how the networking effect keeps 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 flowing. So I love that. I love that. So, okay, I'm sure you've got bazillion stories from your journey around the world. What would be one or two of your favorite stories? Favorite stories? The most bizarre thing that happened or something like that. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about Antarctica because you, you know it, we've been there. So I'm yeah. going to pick a different example. Yeah, I think quite a bizarre story was in, uh, I was in Rio, so in uh, in Brazil. Mm-hmm. And I was helping out uh, an NGO that basically teaches ex-drug traffickers, so children, uh, through football, how to deal with each other in cases of conflict. And uh, so mm-hmm. instead of fighting and using guns, it's basically using sports and, and, and leadership to, you know, show them that there's a different way to behave yourself and each other. And so... <clears throat> I was staying at uh, the apartment of the CEO of the the NGO. There was also a journalist from The Guardian was staying there. And she was really cool and really connected from from the first second. And uh, and she said that she was going to interview one of the biggest drug lords in the favelas, in the slums. And I was like, wow, that's awesome. Like, I want to, can I join? (laughs) Like, so (laughs) stupid, but that was my first response. Like, can I join? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I will check it out. And so she asked, like... um, like so a code name could be the Godfather. It was not his name, but I think it helps it to sort of for the story. Like Yeah. <laughs> so there was one guy who sort of had all the connections. So let's yeah. say I cannot say his real name, but let's say his name is the Godfather. Yeah. Um so they contacted him and then he was like, uh, oh Mark, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I sto- I spoke to him two days ago. So I was on a, some kind of uh um sponsor event for the charity and then I talked to this guy for 15 minutes and they say he was really introvert, but I just had a good conversation. I didn't know exactly who he was. You already talked to the the godfather. Yeah, so <laughs> not, not the drug lord, but like the godfather, like the connector. Oh my God, that's so uh, funny. So he said, oh, Mark, yeah, Mark is cool. Mark can join. And I was like, okay, I'll join. And uh, so then I was like really happy. And then I sort of started realizing in retrospect, like, what did I just say yes to? I'm going like <laughs> into the most dangerous favelas and check out this guy. And I'm like, okay, I'll be fine. So the next day at 12 o'clock, we had to meet the Godfather at some kind of restaurant. And uh, I was with the journalist <laughs> and um, and she was really nervous. She was like, I don't know if, if I should do this. And I also was nervous. Like my heart was going like, but I was like, I'm the guy, so I have to stay cool. So I'm like, don't worry, we'll be fine. And you know, there's not, it's nothing, nothing will happen. And yeah. Uh, and then he came and so we went into his car and we drove like more and more out of the city, more closer to the favela. And the closer we got, uh, like every checkpoint had like, you know, kids of like 16 years old with, uh, you know, automatic guns and, yeah. and and all checking up and giving the Godfather like hand kisses. And, and 
And he said, like, they already knew that we were coming from the highway. So it's kind of, it's so organized and, you know. It's insane. We got deeper and deeper. And then uh, we were at this big square and it was like, you know, some trash uh, on the left side. And on the right side was a bar where people like, having guns in the air, like not shooting, but kind of showing them around. And, and then, <laughs> and then there was this, like this, uh, restaurant with uh, plastic tables and they were like, okay, you can sit down here. So we're sitting there, uh, and then, uh, drinking some beers, talking with them and everyone had guns, like all like no t-shirt, all of them had guns. And then suddenly one guy came, it was a bit more darker skinned, like a lot of tattoos. I think yeah. he was like 17 years old and he had, uh, two Glocks, an automatic rifle, and two, four knives on his back. Jeez. And he just walked like really tough, you know, he walked like, and then he, he came to sit at our table and like, like it was nothing. He just puts like a grenade on the table like this. What? And we're like, and we didn't say anything. I look at, at the journalist and we're like, 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 that's a grenade, you know, it's like, it's a real grenade. And then it had like this little <laughs> string on it. So it didn't feel like a, like it could explode in any, any second. So in a split second, I saw this, the movie or the trailer of my life sort of, you know, passing like, no, no, stay positive, it's okay. So I asked like, so why do you have this uh, grenade? He's like, yeah, when the police comes, then we blow them up. He was like super serious. I'm like, ah, okay. Interesting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. But then sort of the, the lesson out of this, a bit of a long story, but the lesson out of it was that they, they have it to protect themselves for the police. So because of this experience, I could understand their lives and points of view better which I could apply on the football field mm. by playing with them. So for them, this is real life. You know, it's not like, oh, you hear some shooting. No, this is like daily life. It's survival. So yeah. that, that helped also to gain more mutual respect from them. And uh, so it was kind of, kind of part of the whole crazy experience. That's uh, insane. Have you seen Narcos? Yeah. It's pretty intense. I mean, it's that whole side of things where it's the organization. It's its, its own militia. It's its own like organization. It's pretty, exactly, yeah. Pretty insane. <laughs> Pretty insane. Well, let's jump back a little bit. Actually, you know, we didn't want to talk about Antarctica, but I think the story of how you got to Antarctica is is actually a great lesson in and of itself. So I'd love to have you tell that story. Okay. How did you actually came there? Because I, did, I don't know. You were at the wedding. I, I was at the wedding. Oh, I, I bought a ticket to go <laughs> to the wedding. But you how went, you got there is, is, is much different. You went the official way. Yeah. I took a different path. So I think that's what you're aiming at. Um, so I was in... Buenos Aires in uh, um, Argentina. And I was traveling for one year with my project. And then I decided to give myself a gift, like uh, I'll just buy a ticket to the end of the world, which is Ushuaia. That's the Southern part of Argentina. Mm -hmm. uh, I just thought it was fun, like one way ticket. I was like, I'll see whatever happens. And I arrived and it was super cold because I didn't have had any jackets. So <laughs> I bought like a jacket from a ski instructor and then people thought I was an instructor. So that was actually quite cool. Mm -hmm. And um, I was just, Looking at the map, I was like, man, I'm so close to Antarctica. You know, it's a new continent. I've never been there. And for the project, but also for myself, it would be, would be so awesome if I could go there. Yeah. Like, I need to find a way. So I'm like asking all the shops, like, if I could join. I was like, I can clean uh, the ship. I don't care. <laughs> I just want to go. But it was super difficult. And then I found out a company who uh, had a travel show. And they found out which company it was. And I emailed them with the story, like, you know, I want to go there and I can, you know, trade my skills for experience. So maybe we can find a way to do it. And first they didn't understand it. And it took me like 20 emails to, uh, to do it. Uh, but then, uh, <laughs> they said, okay, we can give you a discount. So normally it was around, I think 10 K and, uh, they said, we can do it for five K. And I was like, ah, that's cool. But you know, it's, it's actually still too much for me. Like I cannot really, 
you know, afford it right now. Hence, uh, my budget was 10K for one year. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's like half my budget. <laughs> and then um, I'm like, okay. Uh, I said, okay, sorry. I'm maybe going to look for a different company. And I kind of gave up, but I still had like a little bit of hope left. Mm-hmm. And then I got an email in all capitals, like good news. And uh, I'm like checking it out. And they said, we found a sponsor so we can do it for like two and a half K. It's like, wow, that's, that's like a big discount. And then I thought, you know, I can push it even more. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, okay, uh, thank you so much. And, uh, you know, if I write a, a blog review for you and I do the work, I was doing some branding for them. Uh, and then it would be amazing if you guys can, you know, get back to me with like 1,750 euros. And I remember like I had the cursor <laughs> on the send, <laughs> on the send button and I was like, am I really going to do this? And then I thought, fuck it, you know, it's one life, you know, I'm just going to send it. So I send it and two minutes later it was like, okay. So I'm like, <laughs> like <laughs> almost one tenth of the, the amount. And of course I did work for them, but that was also the only way for me to go. But I think the lesson was that you can always keep fighting and hustling. Like, even that you think, is this still okay? Just keep going. Yeah. Because you can, if they, they, if they said no, then I would have done it for two and a half K as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I love that story. And I, I love it because it is about keep, keep on going, keep on hustling. And I think that's such a common thread line in, in the creative space and the entrepreneur space. Um, Agree. so amazing. Before we move into the next chapter, what would you say, you know, we talk about lessons. What would you say is like the biggest lesson that you learned through the two and a half years? It was two and a half years that you did this, right? Yeah, two years. Yeah, Two years. What would you say is the biggest lesson that you've learned from all your travels? Think less and do more. Ooh. Ooh. I like that. (laughs) Say yes to everything. Yeah. That's amazing. So, okay. So let's parlay into what you're working on now, Wander Brief, which I love. And, um, you know, it's, it, tell us a little bit more. I know it's it completely spawned from this project. Uh, so tell us about Wander Brief. Right. So when I got back in October, after two years, you know, trading my skills for experience, I, I found out that I'm not alone, but there's a whole generation craving for adventure. Uh, you know, I got like 10,000 emails from people that wanted to do kind of the same what I did. And, it added a lot of value to companies as well. Mm-hmm. And also from research, like we found out that 78% of millennials value experience over money. Mm. So that's why uh, we started Wonderbrief. And Wonderbrief comes from Wanderlust, you know, the urge to travel. Yeah. And Brief is temporary, but also assignment. And mm. we're a global community where people trade their creative skills for experience abroad. I love that. I love that. It's, it's definitely something needed. And I, th- I think it's definitely something that people are craving. Like you, like you said, we, you know, our generation is craving experience over, over money and over, over monetary success. Right. So what's your, what's your next steps in terms of, of Wander Brief and how you're getting that out there and, and how can people be involved? Right. So uh, next step is taking over the world. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. Um, yeah. So we, I mean, we just launched like six months ago mm-hmm. um, and our strategy was to first build a community, uh, make sure that people actually want to do this. Uh, and that works out because we now have 6,000 creatives from 61 countries and that group just keeps on growing. So th- those are all people who are willing to trade their skills for you know flights and accommodation because mm-hmm. that's basically how it works. And for companies, we have a membership. So you know, the membership gives them access to our international pool of talents. Mm-hmm. And then basically we make the connections, you know, guide them through the whole process. We cherry pick the best talents 
and broadcast our journeys on our uh, own media channels. So, uh, That's awesome. Yeah. How do you guys choose the talent that gets to gets in front of the companies? Right. So to give you an example, we one of our partners is uh, Vodafone. Uh, so they were looking for uh, an Instagram photographer. So we set out a brief on our platform uh, with the type of person we're looking for, and we spread it through our, all of our different channels, like the newsletter, uh, social media. And then our members can apply for it. Uh, and then based on different perks, you know, we're building an algorithm that makes the best connections based on you know skills, awards, experience, uh, motivation. And that algorithm will be smarter and smarter in the future so that we can take more steps back. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I don't have to step back from the mic, I think. <laughs> and then... Um, like we will get a short list and then, you know, we're recruiting now headhunters and stuff to help us out and they will vet the talents and then we'll send a short list to the client uh, and then they will choose who they want to work with and we will bring them over. We'll fix the flights, the accommodation, everything and uh, make those uh, meaningful work-life experiences happen. I love that. I love that. So as a creative, how there's creative process is a creative journey. It's a lot of what I talk about on this podcast is, you know, creativity, you know, getting to the point where you're getting paid is, is a journey. And what do you recommend for people to kind of stay on that path to the point where someone like Wanderbrief can pick them up as, as a talent? Right. Like, I think it's just part of your building your portfolio and your, your CV. Like one of those experiences, like to give you another example, we had a guy from Hungary. It's like an amazing designer. He's a bit like introvert but amazing work. Um, mm-hmm. And we set him up to work at uh, the biggest advertising agency in Iceland. Oh, wow. And, you know, he helped to create new designs for a milk uh, brand, which will be in store in, you know, in the next uh, few weeks. And when he got back, he was totally re-energized. He wrote like five blogs on his personal <laughs> blog about the whole experience, that it changed his life. And now he actually got a job at a company in the UK. So, it, you know, the company in Iceland got a lot of value. The traveler got a lot of value. And, and our community is also inspired by the fact that he did it and, you know, is delivering the products and at the same time, you know, having amazing content for everybody to get inspired to do something similar as well. So. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. And it's funny because you always have this positive energy around about you. And, and I love that. And you, you look at the world in a in a very positive way. Is that something that, that you grew up with or? Um, I think it kind of grew on me during my travels. And then you, it, I think that's the answer to everything, basically. Like I, I everyone should travel. I, I really believe everyone should travel. I will travel that it will make the world a better place, you know? And mm. what I've experienced by also working in a different country. So travel is one, but working with locals and, you know, having this cross-cultural exchange is is yeah. magical. And then you realize that, you know, we all share the same fears, the same pain, this, but also the same desires, the same passion that, you know, despite all of our differences, mm-hmm. we're all the same. And if you understand that, it will have effect on both your life as, as your business. So I think then the whole world would, would thrive from that. So. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I believe, I mean, I'm a big believer in, in staying positive and I think it's always... It can be a challenge, especially, you know, with all the daily, the daily struggles and, and fears and, and thoughts that we have. So agree. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any, any advice on staying positive? Um, on a daily basis kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if I like sort of 
like if I would think about my whole travels and 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 it still is like it's not all just amazing Instagrams and and beautiful waterfalls and you know <laughs> I've I, I felt lonely a couple of times I've been broke two times I've been punched in the face I've had a food poisoning uh, you know uh, I've been threatened uh, all the all those things uh, you know I've, I've I spent New Year's by myself I felt super lonely missing all my friends all my family mm. I missed all the birthdays of my friends the birth of children. Uh, weddings, uh, even like people, relatives passing away, stuff like that. And then you have to cope with that. And that can be tough, but in a way it sort of taught me to, that you can actually take care of everything by yourself. You know, mm-hmm. everything is in your mind. So mm-hmm. what I always do is that if I have a problem and I feel down or something like that, I sort of see myself from a distance yeah. and I, I sort of look at myself and I look like, okay, so why do I feel uh, like this? Okay, I understand it. And then I analyze the situation and just step over it and literally just keep going and then be, be positive again. Like I'm ne- never like maximum one day I'll, I'll be negative, but not even a full day, you know? Like yeah. Because I think it's a waste of time. Like every minute you spend thinking negative is just bullshit, you know? And <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It help, doesn't help anyone. And um, so, you know, of course, again, if you feel down, it, it's okay. But I think you can just analyze it, step over it, and then, you know, be positive again. And Absolutely. With your smile on. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No, it's, that's super important. Now, as an entrepreneur, you know, you stepped in this whole different space than you were in before. You know, what have you learned about yourself? And what kind of daily practices do you do practice, whether it's morning routines or anything to keep yourself going? Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, in the beginning, it was just only working. <laughs> and then, I, and then uh, after a few months, kind of, uh, I, I, I ate something wrong and normally I could handle it pretty well. You know, I've been to all these crazy countries and never got sick. But um, I, it just almost like felt like it killed me. Like, But it was also my body saying like, okay, you've been working too much. Like mm-hmm. I got up at uh, like seven, in, like 6.45 in the morning, started working. Uh, and it's like 11 o'clock in the evening, you know, and then sometimes forget to eat or something, just only work, 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 work. Yeah. But that doesn't, that doesn't work basically. <laughs> right. <laughs> so right. I, I did a lot of work and it helped, but, uh, you know, it's all about the work-life balance. Yeah. And I still haven't figured it out like perfectly, but, uh, what I do is I get up at 6.45, that's the same, but wow. then I go to the gym, uh, I try to go almost every day in the week, um, or go running or go to the gym. And uh, then I start at nine o'clock at the office, uh, have some breakfast, start working, and then take just enjoy the break as well. You know, like I take an hour break, just if it's sunny, it's not always sunny, but uh, you know, in the summer in Amsterdam, this year was pretty good. So yeah. uh, add some sun. Uh, and I really enjoy that vitamin D, even if it's five minutes, it can yeah. already help you to just have some sunshine. And, uh, and then, uh, yeah, I think we now sort of, Decided to stop working around six, seven, mm-hmm. uh, and only if it's needed, of course. We, you know, even if we pull all nighters, but I think that works really well. Like spend more time with family and friends, and sort of like you know, starting your own company is a is a big commitment. So yeah. you know, you really have to narrow down the people you want to see. Uh, so I sort of created a little group that I really want to see that inspires me, that is a bit in the same field or. Mm. Or maybe something totally different, but at least positive people who keep on inspiring you because that's also a way to deal with all the struggles and to sort of, uh, you know, you feel that you're not alone, but everyone has the same pain and, and yeah. uh, that helps to uh, keep fighting. Absolutely. Yeah, it's really about curating the the people that you keep around you. I think it's highly important. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping amazing people. 
Well, I love that. And, um, so thanks. I, you know, one last question I'd love to ask all my guests is what does the phrase live inspiration mean to you? Wow. That's a good one. I think it's, I would go like towards the travel desk, like sort of, uh, that, that the whole world is a destination mm-hmm. and, uh, every time I'm in a new place, like the, the smells, the colors, the people, everything I experience is, I almost feel like a sponge. Like you get inspired so much by it mm-hmm. and it's so addictive. I'm really like walking around in a new city and I'm always like, oh man, so cool. I'm walking here. It's so awesome. And I think that affects everything you do with the people you talk to, your friends and also your work, you know, uh, in your business. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I love that. I love that. Well, Mark, I acknowledge you for the difference that you're making in the world. It's, it's awesome and uh, inspiring people to travel and create. So how can people follow you, find hear your backpacker intern story, but also get involved with Wander Brief? Right. So or where on the webs? Yeah. A lot of places, but I'll just say a few. So my personal website is uh, world, And you can check out more about my company on wanderbrief.com. And then all the social media channels are also Wanderbrief. So uh, Fantastic. Well, we'll have this all linked up in the show notes. So check those out. And amazing. Thank you for coming on. Thanks so much. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode of Neon Radio. I'm your host, Nick Onkin. If you enjoyed today's episode with Mark, I would love it if you could help us out by leaving us a good review over on iTunes, sharing out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the goodness. And remember, go check out the show notes at neonradio.com slash EP104. It's N-I-O-N radio.com. Check out all the other guests. We have over a hundred episodes now with guests like Usher and Stacey London Scooter Braun, illustrators like Chantel Martin, and artists like Daniel Arsham. So many inspiring guests and great things to talk about to help take your creativity, business, and life to the next level. So with that, you know what time it is. Go out, create your life by creating every small moment, and we'll see you next time. 